what's today's date? The 23rd. So I guess uh, Santa's elves are working overtime at the North Pole workshop preparing gifts for the children of the world. And tomorrow evening, I guess Santa will hitch up uh, Dasher and Dancer and Donner and Blitzen, the other reindeer, to his sleigh to come around the world. And you probably won't forget to bring Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, either. <laughs> and uh, when he gets here, what's he going to find? He's going to find houses decorated with thousands of lights, uh, trees adorned with all kinds of ornaments, and you'll maybe even see an inflatable Frosty the Snowman on the front lawn. And what about us? And by us, I speak broadly and generally. Well, I guess on Christmas Eve, we'll all be at the mall buying presents for those people we feel some kind of obligation to buy presents for. And on Christmas Day, the 25th, we'll stuff ourselves with chicken and turkey and roast beef and Yorkshire pudding and fruitcake and plum pudding and eggnog and mincemeat pies. Is that what it's all about, stuffing yourself? But of course, on December 26th, we'll all go back to the mall, taking back those presents which we didn't really want to get anyway so we can get a refund. As someone once said to me, I know it's the thought that counts, but I want the money. But anyway, is that all there is? Is that what it's about? Isn't there something more to Christmas? Well, is there something more to Christmas? And what is it? It's the birth of Christ. That is what Christmas is about. Now, last week, Pastor Rivaldo mentioned uh, during Sabbath some of the issues surrounding the celebration of Christmas. And I don't really want to get into a not very useful debate about whether Christ was born on the 25th of December or not. The biblical evidence in the book of Luke suggests otherwise. But uh, it's amazing the number of people who actually do think that December 25th is the, is the real date. And there's some very arcane arguments in that regard. But I think we can safely say that we don't know for sure what is the actual birth date of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible teaches us, and we all believe in our hearts and our minds, that the only path to salvation is through Christ Jesus. As John 3.16 says, John 3.16 says, Thank you very much. Belief in Christ saves us and gives us eternal life. Isaiah 53, of course, provides an Old Testament foreshadowing of the coming of Christ and the salvation that he offers. Isaiah 53, 5 points out that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And verse 12 adds, He bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressor, which is all of us. Christ, as John the Baptist said early on, took away the sins of the world by his death. And we have been studying the book of Romans this past quarter, and Paul makes the case time and time again about the salvation offered by Jesus Christ. Romans 4.24-25 clarifies that righteousness is imputed to each and every one of us. If we believe 
on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And he adds in Romans 8, 1, There is no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. We are saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And Paul sums up his case in Romans 5.10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So this is really the key. This is really what is important. Here is the hope of salvation for every human being. And is this not what we should celebrate, not only at Christmas, but on every day of the year? And isn't this the message, the joyous message, that we should share with others, not only throughout the year, but also at Christmas time? Someone once told me that the two most important events in human history were the crucifixion of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. But if we focus just on the crucifixion, where Christ died for our sins, and on the resurrection, with his promise of eternal life for those who believe, then why do we even need to pay attention to the birth of Christ? Let me give you just a few brief reasons why we should pay some attention to it. First, the birth of Christ is, above all, a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. The Old Testament points time and again to the coming of Christ. Prophecy is fulfilled as predicted. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was born of a virgin. He was wrapped in swaddling clothing. He was lying in a manger. Second, the Bible pays a lot of attention to the birth of Christ. Luke and Matthew devote considerable space to this birth, two accounts which complement one another. And these accounts are longer than some books in the Bible. Think Jude, think 2 John, think 3 John. It was not one of those events that are described in passing. Rather, it is described in detail in the Bible. Third, as Philippians 2, verses 6 and 7 state, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. The likeness of man is not exclusive to adulthood. Jesus did not come to this earth as a full-grown man. No, in order for him to experience all aspects of what it is like to be human, Jesus had to go through birth and childhood and adolescence before he came to adulthood. Fourth, note what Luke 2, verses 13 and 14 say. It was in the uh, verses read by Brother Scott. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men. Where else do we find the heavenly host singing? Revelation. Revelation is replete with those in heaven, the hosts of heaven, singing the praises of God. When John describes, where John describes the praises sung to God, we now have praises being sung to Christ 
at his birth. So the birth was significant enough that angels descended from heaven to sing praises to God at his birth. Fifth, when Jesus was born, to whom was his birth first revealed? To shepherds. And shepherds are the lowest of the low. In those days, if you couldn't get a job doing anything else, you could be a shepherd. And shepherds just lived out in the open with their sheep. They slept with their sheep. And as uh, one pastor who I heard once said, uh, you wanted to stay away from shepherds because they stunk of dung. Anyway, they were the lowest of the low. And this was a foreshadowing of Jesus' own commitment to the poor and the weak, as shown, for example, in Luke 4.18, when he states, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Christ's ministry was directed towards the poor. And perhaps we all, speaking generally, should follow what Paul says in Corinthians about freely giving our gifts to the poor. Finally, remember that without the birth of Christ, we would not have had the miracles, the incredible lessons he gave, such as the Sermon on the Mount. And without that birth, there would have been no crucifixion, no resurrection. There cannot be a rebirth without a birth. There can be no reincarnation without an incarnation. So the birth is important. But, you might say, why celebrate it on December 25th? Since we don't know that that's the birth date, and it's highly unlikely that it is. Why? Because a goodly part of both the Christian and non-Christian world recognize this date as the date of Christ's birth. But you may say, this is the world speaking. You're absolutely correct. But when we reach out to others, we meet them where they are. And always remember, the world has the same opportunity for salvation as we do. As Peter notes, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, the Old Testament refers time and time again to the people of Israel being a stiff-necked people. And you know what stiff-necked people are, you know. They've got their corset. They aren't going to take any guidance uh, from God or anyone else. And in this day and age, you can probably say that an awful lot of people are stiff-necked. But you may have noticed something. At this time of year, people become a little more open, a little softer, a little kinder, a little more compassionate, a little more generous. And that's why many charities have big appeals at this time of year, because they know that people are more willing to give. And there's a greater opportunity, too, for us to talk to others because they are more open. You know, at the store we have, we often get to talk with customers about religious matters, and we sometimes have some debates back and forth. 
But at Christmas time, they will sometimes come in and say, well, what are you doing for Christmas? And I can say, well, we are celebrating the birth of Christ. And then we can get into why are we celebrating the birth of Christ and how are we celebrating the birth of Christ. It's an opportunity to talk to people and give them the message of the salvation of Christ. And we should all take advantage of such opportunities when they present them to ourselves. So, this is the re- so there is reason to celebrate at this time of year on December 25th. Our church itself takes no position on whether one should or should not celebrate Christmas. It is a matter of individual conscience, individual choice. But it all comes back to the key point made earlier. We should celebrate the salvation of Christ every day, and that includes December 25th. I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Please bow our heads. O loving Father in heaven, we thank you for having been with us during this divine service as we have praised you. We know that you are with us during this time, but you are with us during each and every hour of each and every day. Lord, as we go our separate ways, we humbly ask that you take each of us safely to our homes, watch over us during the week, and bring us safely back to your houses of worship next Sabbath so that we continue to glorify you. And Lord, may you bless each and every one of us during this Christmas season as we celebrate the birth of Christ in the true spirit of why we should celebrate this day. Look kindly upon us at this time, O Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.